Hello and welcome to Sri Lanka and 99.9 for cricket every day. My name is Mark Machado from the Murali End and I'm joined as always by Estelle Vazadevan from the Parparay. And today we are talking, we're days away from beginning off the T20 World Cup in Australia. We're talking about how Sri Lanka should approach their warm-up matches against Zimbabwe and Ireland. Estelle, thank you for joining me. Um, I, I are you as excited as I am about this this tournament starting in a few days' time? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly after seeing how Sri Lanka have done in the last couple of months, that Asia Cup win I think has really uh, kind of sparked a lot of interest around the country on um, what's going to happen. It's not going to be easy, but really excited about uh, the world, uh, the T Twenty World Cup. I'm so excited about it. And being a Shrunk fan living in the UK, I'm so happy I'm going to get, get to sacrifice sleeping <laughs> to watch large chunks of this tournament um, as it's about as far away as it can possibly be for me in terms of time zones. But let's forget about that. Um, the, the squad has landed in Australia. I saw we're recording this on Monday, the 3rd of um, October. And I saw um, some Instagram videos of some of the boys in, in St Kilda um, enjoy, you know, at some cafe and enjoying some soft drinks and and some lunch or whatever. Um, they they start their their playing cricket in Melbourne at the MCG um, on on, uh, on the tenth. So that that's a week before we record it. Their first game is against Zimbabwe. Then three days later, they're back at the MCG playing um, against Ireland. Um, they've two teams that, you know, that they're not the most developed in terms of cricketing um, pedigree, but I think they're two very competitive teams. And I also think they're probably better than the teams that Sri Lanka will have to face in the first group, in the kind of pre-group qualifying stage that they've got to get through as well. Um, and I'm, I'm quite excited about these games because I think it gives Sri Lanka an opportunity to, to try things out. The, we know the squad that are going to be there. I think the squad kind of, you know, in most positions it picks itself. I just think there's a few question marks. So, um, I, you know, this episode really, Estelle, we're trying to talk about what Sri Lanka might look to or might want to have a look at in those two warm-up games, right? Yeah. Like you said, there are many of the positions in the playing eleven are more or less decided, but I think there are a few, few areas where Sri Lanka can kind of test things out a little bit particularly because you don't know what's going to happen in the tournament in terms of even fitness. You don't know if you're going to have, I hope, I really hope that doesn't happen, but you don't know if you're going to have an injury or two or kind of a niggle which you'll have to deal with for a couple of games. So it's good to have uh, all your kind of your 15 kind of in, in the mix of things in those first two warm-ups. Yeah, absolutely. Let, should we talk about, look, look, actually, I was going to talk about who the 11 should be. But before we do that, let, let's talk about these two games, right? Because they are warm-up games before the actual qualifying for the main group starts. Um, so in theory, Schrunker could, you know, I'm assuming, and this is a massive assumption here, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with it, that Schrunker get through the group that involves Namibia, the UAE and the Netherlands and make it through to the next stage after that. They don't even have to win the group. They just have to come second in, in a group of, in a group of four. Um, 
which you'd assume Shrug should be able to do. So what should what role should these two games have and what emphasis do we put on the results? Are we looking for them to go uh, to, uh, go and play Zimbabwe and India, sorry, and Ireland and win massively convincingly? Or do we act, would it actually be better in some ways if the games were quite close? Yeah, I think they'll be looking at kind of defining some of the roles in that side. We did see, even in the Asia Cup victory, Issues with the middle order, especially number three and number four, where you have Asalanka, Dananjiri Silva, Danushka Gunatilaka kind of vying for those two spots. So I think that's one area they'd definitely like to test out. And we, we spoke about it offline as well, about the press con before the team left, where uh, Shanaka, I believe, uh, mentioned that Asalanka looks in good touch. And I think that was the case even uh, during the Asia Cup, where he was kind of striking the ball well, in the nets, but just couldn't get going at all in the games. Um, so that's definitely an area they'd want to look at. Another one is Chamira and Lahiru Kumara. Uh, obviously, they've been taken to Australia kind of with their fitness iffy. Kumara hasn't played international cricket since March. Chamira has played, and I think kind of they want to keep him kind of, you know, safe. They want to keep him uh protect him to a great degree so that he can he can play the main main tournament so it'd be interesting to see whether both of them are given a go particularly because they haven't played any international cricket in the last couple of months so sri lanka didn't play any internationals between the asia cup and the world cup so they've had kind of three weeks off internationals so do they want to you know slot someone like chamira in and get him going or do they want to keep him safe and not risk him, you know, injuring himself? Um, those will kind of, I, in my opinion, those are the two areas that kind of want to want to have a look at in the warm-ups. Let, let's talk about Aslanka first because for me, he's an outstanding talent. Um, I, I think from watching him bat that his best format will probably be longer formats He's not played a huge amount of test cricket. That's a different conversation for a different episode. Um, but I was really surprised when they ended up dropping him in the Asia Cup. I love Dan Jai De Silva. He's probably one of my favourite members of the squad. Um, but I, I thought Asalanka was probably one of about four or five players who I thought was essentially undroppable. Um, they dropped him for all the right reasons. He was out of form. Dustin Sharnaka, in pretty much the first press conference after the Asia Cup is over comes out and defends him and says, you know, he, he, he's back in form. Do we read into that press conference and go, he's definitely starting the first proper game that they have and that he's got to use these two two games to kind of, I say, win over. I think I think most Shranka fans have the same opinion about uh, Asalanka as I do, that we see him as, you know, as a, uh, as a great hope and we see him as potentially a future captain down the line as well. Um, or... Do, do they, you know, it, what, what essentially the choice is, do you, do you drop him straight away or do you kind of hold off a little bit and put him in against Namibia and let him kind of go into it kind of without those two fixtures? It's interesting because the, the squad's kind of so small. There's not really any extra batters apart. The, the choice is essentially... Uh, Asalanka, 
Dunjad Silva or Danishka, you know, three into two, right? So do, do they need to play around with that? Or do you just like go with, right, we think Asalanka's going to be our starting three. Just go with it from the get-go, right? I think all three are definitely going to play the warm-ups. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there might be some flexibility with the number of people who can have a bet in those warm-up games. So all of them are likely to get a go. I actually think, okay, so we spoke about Dhananjali Silva previously as well. He just makes himself so difficult to leave out with his bowling, right? Because like we've, we've said before, you can't really call him a part-time bowler anymore. He's a guy who can give you a couple of overs in the power play, who can give you a couple of overs in those middle over periods. So um, that's, that's, I think, the biggest kind of challenge for the selectors as well, because his batting, I wouldn't say is ideal for T20 cricket. And I don't, I don't think anybody would dispute that because he's more of a classical player. He's so good in the longest format of the game. Um, and in contrast, Asalanka is such an impact player, right? And we did see that in the last competition as well, last uh, T20 World Cup. Yeah, he's not, he didn't get 50s in every game, but those boundaries and the kind of momentum he was able to bring to the Sri Lankan uh, batting performance in the power play in particular really helped them kind of get to those good totals throughout the tournament. Even, even in the games that Sri Lanka lost, that kind of impact he was able to make I, I I remember against Australia where he came in in I think the third or the fourth over and just belted Pat Cummins for a couple of boundaries to the square boundary so kind of when when Sri Lanka have the tendency or used to have the tendency to get a bit timid when they lose a couple of wickets in that power play he's kind of the guy who can spark something different right he's the one who will give you that momentum he can win you a game with that kind of performance. So I think that is kind of the like the thing that Sri Lanka cricket have to weigh up. Like Dhananjay Deserva is definitely going to give you at least three overs with the ball. But can he match Asalanka in terms of impact with the bat? In a low scoring game and in tracks like we get in Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, in the subcontinent, I think Dananja De Silva is pretty much undroppable right now with 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 Asalanka and uh, Gunatilaka not really showing too much form. But you have to take into consideration the 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 kind of pitches you're likely to get in Australia. You're likely to get really you know batting friendly wickets, right? So I'm wondering kind of what the thinking would be whether they might even just leave out Danushka and play both uh, Asalanka and De Silva. Do you really need three spinners? Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. I mean, if you go with Hasaranga, I'm assuming Tikshana is not dropped as yeah, well. That's that's not And maybe happen, they, yeah. they might end up dropping him. Do you need DDS as well? Do you need his overs? I mean, having 12 overs of spin yeah. available to you in in Geelong, is that what we need? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm guessing no. Yeah. Um, come on, they're not, not going to drop Mahi's Tikshana, right? <laughs> that's not yeah yeah exactly no. right I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's yeah. going to happen so, I think he's too smart yeah. a bowler mm. to, so th that, to drop yeah but again like it's it's you know you don't need that extra option but it's so tempting because he's he's the, he's bowled that well right so yeah I wonder if they might might go for 
maybe leave gunathilaka out and play both the silva and asalaka but i think that decision will be made depending on how the the the, the trio go in those warm ups I, i really think it's it's going to come up to that last possible uh, time where they're going to decide uh, we're going to be back in a moment we're going to talk about uh, kamara chimera and and the seam attack because there's some fitness questions over that um, but before that it's a short break You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube, or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies, and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on podcast. We speak cricket. Um as that we touched on it earlier, uh, Chimera and Kamara are coming into this tournament off the back of injuries which when they missed the Asia Cup. Um Madhushanka took his opportunity and cemented his place at the Asia Cup. Um Kamara and Chimera coming into this though off the back of very different 12 months. Chimera's gone around the world and he's he's made an impact in I was I was to say he's gone around the world. He hasn't actually. He's made a huge impact in the IPL um and he's really developed as a bowler. Uh Lauru on the other hand has been injury riddled and hasn't played a huge amount of cricket for SL. He's he's played domestic cricket though. Um what it are are, are the two of them undroppable though? I think Chimera is pretty much undroppable. But what is going on with with Kumar? What can we expect from him in this tournament? That's another kind of a tricky kind kind of selection dilemma the uh, the management will have to make a decision on because Kumar's pace is like it's a different kind of pace to Chamira, right? Chamira is also hitting the high 140s or 150. But the the way Kumar bowls, the ball always seems to kind of hit the ball uh, hit the bat a lot harder so it, it would be really tempting to kind of have i think that's why they picked him in the squad as well despite him not having played international cricket since march where he's a unique bowler to the sri lankan setup and to have that kind of pace and that kind of aggressive intent going going up against some of the smaller sides that we will face in that first round i think is really important Kuma uh, Chamira is absolutely undroppable if he's fit he's playing right there's no way that they would leave him out unless they think that he's kind of still carrying a niggle and they want to keep him uh, for the later round uh, where Sri Lanka will f- be facing some of the tougher teams but Kumara I think it's going to be if because there's no way how do we fit Madhushanka Kumara and Chamira in and also Chamika Karnaratna another guy who i think is pretty much undroppable at the moment has done enough with bat and ball over the last 12 months to basically be one of the first picks in that side so you got Chamika Karnaratna and Chamir Dushmanta Chamira then i think you have to make a decision between do you want the left arm option or do you want the quickest bowler in your side um which is going to be tough particularly after Madhushankar's performance in the Asia Cup coming up against sides who uh will likely have a lot of right-handers in their top order so 
So another kind of a tough decision to make. It's a good position to be in Sri Lanka, really. <laughs> Those kind of uh, situations where they've got two good options to pick from. So again, I think it'll depend on the, the two warm-up games, how they go. Uh, my gut feeling is that they'll stick with Dilshan Manshankar. So uh, no place Kamara unless he can prove out his fitness in in the first two warm-up games. I, I just cast our minds back to um, almost this time last year when we get ready for the warm-up games in the UAE for, for last year's edition of the T20 World Cup. And we all went into it with very low expectations. And then the warm-up games, you did all right. And then the, in the qualifying round, we were superb. And then that game against Bangladesh, which I think was our first group stage, and it was like Kamara was the person who lit that match and stuck it onto the onto the bonfire. And then after that, it seemed like we we have ever exploded since. And I just love the energy, and I love what he brought, brings to it. And I really hope he can find fitness again yeah, yeah. and come and come and throw some balls down, like like he can do to the best of his ability. I was going to swear there. That's how passionate I got about it. Uh, but I know that's not, I'm not sure that's allowed in the Kimberverse. So I, so I won't, uh, uh, I, I will refrain. Um, but I really, I, I, I think it's such, an, when you talk about, like, I can't think of a time when you talked about shrunken bowling, when it was this exciting. Um, if, you know, the, and, and obviously we've had incredible bowling attacks in the past. But there's never been a we might need to leave someone out situation, yeah. right? Yeah, I have a wild um, suggestion was... for what we can do if we want to fit all of them in. How? Go on, like, tell me your wild suggestion. Okay, so basically number three and number four in the batting lineup have not gotten us any runs, right? In the last in the Asia Cup, at least, right? So why not? And I this is this isn't going to happen, but why not? Push someone like Manindu um, Hasaranga to bat at maybe four. Or if you want, you can push uh, Banuka Rajabaksha up to four and bat Manindu at five and fit him in the top six. Fit fit Manindu Hasaranga in the top six. And then you've got Chamika Kalpanaratna, who is, I think, more than capable uh, to bat at number seven in T20 cricket. And then you have your Chamira. You have Maish Tikshana, you have Dilshan Madhushanka, and you have Lahiru Kumar. That, like, I mean, that would be like brilliant to watch. I think all three of them or all five of them bowling would be incredible, I think. I, I love that idea. I'd even go one step further and put Hasarangata open <laughs> with Mendes. I would. Like, why not? Like, let him hit, hit it about. The, the the only the only other issue with it, I ba- I basically agree with you. I think you could fit them all in. Um, the only other issue is though is that that gives you like forty overs or something crazy to bowl, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Like it's like who's going to bowl when is is the actual problem. Um, but I, I I love it because I think you you then you you basically have uh, Kamara and Jamira to open up the bowling and potentially end the bowling and then you just cram up the middle overs with all sorts of different weird stuff coming down the track never let a batsman settle Estelle basically if if this doesn't happen or if we don't win the Asia Cup I fully expect SLC to give you a call now like uh, and bring you in as some sort of consultant because I think this is pure genius um, and, it's and it's the kind of thinking, thinking outside right? the box that we need 
Well, no, I, 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 I suspect, you know, I don't think it's that far away. Like, because I do agree, right? You've got to think about how to get your best players on. I, I, this is why, you know, I said earlier, I think there's a conversation had about whether or not Dick Chana starts. If the pitchers aren't going to turn, if they're not going to do anything, what's the point of having them on? No, and I, no, like, no. I, I adore him. I disagree with him. Like, no, no, no. Mahish Tekshana is no way, man. The, he, he's, see, the world is sleeping on this guy. He gives you, like, he's not gone for more than, I don't think more than six runs and more, considered more than 30 runs in the last how, however many T20s he's played. That's incredible, right? Bowling in the power play and sometimes bowling beyond the 15th over. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't, Estelle, the man's got like an IPL contract. He's got contracts in every <laughs> franchise league going. I don't think anyone's sleeping on him. But what I'm saying though, is if he's not, if he's not going to get much out of the pitch, and I do also agree, I think he's an incredibly smart cricketer. I think like if he comes on and goes, right, this is what the pitch is doing. But by the third or fourth ball into his spell, he would have worked out what he's going to do to either get a wicket or not go for runs. I kind of agree with that. But I'm also thinking there's got to be a situation where you look at a pitch and go, We've got three better, we've got a better scene bowler than we do have so many turns because I'm assuming that we'll all go with Hasaranga is the one actual undroppable player that we've got, right? So you know you're always going to have those four overs of, of, um, of spin. And then if you go with, if you needed to get another four overs out, you've got either DDS or you've even got Charith Hasaranga who can, uh, who can bowl. I mean, I think the, the I mean, Sri Lanka have had a lot of part-time spinners and, and maybe, hopefully, Jarath Asalanka is, is the next in that line. I mean, he's not had his big breakout spinning moment, but I'm sure that's only round the corner. Um, see what I did there? And, but so I do, I do think, as I said earlier, I'm not sure you need to go to games in Australia with, eight, with 12 overs of spin available, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe it is using up a place Right, uh, we're going to take a final break. Um, and when we come back, um, I'm going to ask um, Estelle uh, for uh, how she will, what her tactical plans would be to get other teams to win the World Cup. No, I'm joking. Uh, we, um, I'm going to ask Estelle um, what the results need to be for this and how she sees qualifying going as well. If you love the language of cricket and want more, and head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements by following us on social media at 99.94 DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. Uh, so Estelle, um, we, I think we've, we've kind of discussed um, all, all the various kind of iterations of this team that 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 can happen. Um, I, I look at this, you know, we've been talking about this and I know we mentioned this off air as well, which is why I bring it up actually. I'm really worried if anything happens to Barnaka Rajapaksa, who's going to play that role, right? Because we don't have that big hitter. I wonder if that's what, Danushka's role in the side is almost and that that's why when we have that discussion about Charith Asalanko and uh, Danajai the Silver we kind of seem to keep him out of it a little bit because he's kind of 
the the, the backup batsman um, now, and also he he's a big hitter, but obviously his his intent doesn't seem to translate to runs as often as it should be doing recently, right? Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue with him because he he's obviously talented, right? There's no one questioning how good Danushka Gunatilaka can be because he he has all the potential. Um, and and to a great extent, I think he has not fulfilled it. Uh, he could have been one of Sri Lanka's best uh, limited overs cricketers, I think. Um, but he does have that ability to clear the boundary, which which we don't see often uh, from or clear the boundary consistently. And we've seen that in the LPL in fits and starts, but we haven't really seen it off late in international cricket. And I think getting him in the middle order. It's not the worst ploy um, because obviously Sri Lanka management seems set on having having Patum Nisanka opening alongside Kosal Mendes. So kind of fitting him in that middle order is a good option because like you said, there aren't that many players like, there's no one like Bhanaka Rajapaksha, right? There's nobody in the Sri Lankan setup like who can clear, who can hit the ball like Bhanaka Rajapaksha. And I think Danushka Gunitilka is maybe one of the guys who can come closest to that. So you're right. I think he's kind of there for that to kind of push the things, push things along in that middle order. Um, and that's why it's 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 always a toss-up between Asalanka and De Silva. And uh, Gunitilka is maybe kind of confirmed in that number four position. Uh, but he's going to have to make some runs because... You know, we've seen this before, right? You can have all the ability in the world, but if if that's that's not translating to runs, and you're not you don't offer an option with the ball either, then um, that's a big concern for the management. I hope he gets going, because in full flow, he's an f- incredible striker off the ball. He can he can clear the boundary easily. He finds the gaps. He's also very like he he's a he's a guy who can you can enjoy watching as well. Um, so I hope he gets some runs, but I don't uh, think he's kind of in a position now to kind of say his position in the side is confirmed. He he could very well lose out to one of the silver or Asalanka. It's um, some of the some of the shrunken batsmen, and this is definitely a, a problem for the men's side more than the, we've talked about the women's side. Sorry, I'll just rephrase that. Some of the shrunken batters. Um, their problem is to be able to score runs. It's been able to score them quickly, right? And Danushka and Barnaka are the only two that can really hit boundaries from the get-go. I mean, like, Dustin Sharnaka and, and Charmaka can as well, but their roles are much more defined further down the order. It's just, like, sometimes the, is- the issue why they didn't get over the line of, in the few of the games that they've lost has been that they score too, uh, too slowly early on, right? So... And I think that's why, you know, if, if you actually talk about the, if you if you wanted to talk about the openers, and I don't think anyone's advocating moving uh, Kusul Mendes and uh, Patam Nisankar at the moment, but the one criticism would be is they just need to get off the mark quicker because, right, they might they might be around 180, on a strike rate of 180 by the time they, they're kind of 30 or 40 balls in, but their first 10 balls, they score very slowly off, right? And that's what gives fans the the, the slight jitters but what I will add to on top of all that is there's many different ways to win cricket games and we don't need to win it by going all out 
turbo from the get-go and maybe relaxing into it slightly is the is the method that's that's going to work for us but i think um, uh, if i can butt in like uh, during the asia cup i think we saw a big improvement on that where they were looking for particularly kusal mendes i think was given that kind of role where he needs to uh, get the momentum for the side he needs to get those boundaries every over and nisanka was a little more sedate but much better than what we've seen in the past where you feel like he was also kind of carrying that top order in the recent past where he was the only guy getting runs so he felt similar to atapatu i guess where she feels like she has to stay for as long as she can in the middle but that kind of pressure seemed to have been released in the asia cup because he did go for his shots early on um so we've seen a kind of improvement in that area definitely because on paper yeah their strike rates are not great i think the overall records are not great but i think if you look at kind of you separate the time periods definitely there's an improvement yeah absolutely um i i think you're right and also you know there's two things that we have to consider that during Sri Lanka's lockdown was super aggressive and they didn't get to play many games during that covid time and it, i think it took a lot of our players a little while to get back into into playing competitive cricket especially if you, if you you know you look back at that england tour and Eng- a lot of those england players have played a huge amount of cricket in the kind of few weeks leading up to it shrunk hadn't really done that um and but now that you know the amount of cricket that they're playing is on par with ev- where everyone else is playing and also you have to remember for somebody like patan dasanka he comes into the side playing domestic cricket the gap between international cricket and domestic cricket is huge and it's only going to be at, you know he's only a year, almost just over a year into he's about 18 months into having made his debut it's only going to be once he's played four or five years of cricket that we're actually going to see the of international cricket that we're going to see what he's really capable of from this stage if he's able to do what he's able to do now which a lot of times has been to hold the innings together and score at a decent ish pace maybe not as quick as some people would have wanted then you can only imagine what's down the track for this for this kid he's going to be a phenomenal talent um Estelle let's wrap this up before I go uh can you give me your predictions of what the warm-up game results will be because I know we shouldn't look at warm-up game results but we are all super competitive oh just let us know are we going to win these two matches yeah I'm going to go with we're going to win and I think it's it'll be important for the team as well to get those wins under their belts because they want to continue that kind of momentum they've got got brilliant i i i think they're going to win as well um because i'm a shrunk fan <laughs> and that's what we do Uh, thanks for listening to Shrunker 99.9 for Cricket Every Day. Please rate, review and subscribe and tell all your friends and family about us. Download the 99.9 for app and follow us personally. You can follow me on at Mark Machado on Twitter and Estelle at Estelle underscore Vazu Dev 1 as in the number one. Uh, we'll put, we put links for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. Follow our network at 99.94 DM on social media. Follow for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation on 99.94 We Speak Cricket. <laughs>